Welcome to the Hunting Dog Puller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland. This is the place where we talk everything hunting dog and working dog related. We're just here to promote the sport that we love. So y'all buckle up, because you're along for the ride. Jeremiah 32:17 Ah sovereign lord you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and outstretched arms nothing is too hard for you Jeremiah 32:17 Hey guys, while you're listening, please go leave us a like and a review on your podcast provider. Also, a quick shout out to thehuntingdogapparel.com. You can also find us on Facebook, The Hunting Dog Public. I have a YouTube channel, Outdoors in Moreland. Just check us out. I also leave links for those that y'all don't know in the descriptions of the podcast. That's where you can go and check all this stuff out. Thank you very much for tuning in and for your support. We're trying to grow this podcast. Leave us emails, questions, whatever y'all have. Thank you very much. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, we've teamed up with Light Boots. They have the lightest 16-inch waterproof boot ever made. They have a one-piece injection mold design which increases durability. Some people say they are like walking on a cloud. All I know is if it ain't light, it ain't right. Go check them out at lightboots, L-I-T-E-B-O-O-T-S dot com. And they gave us a discount code for 10% off, T-H-D-P-10. Y'all go check them out. Hey guys, it's your host, Cody Moreland. Thank you for listening to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Before we get into this podcast, it's about the Integrity Squirrel Series with Mr. Caleb Wilson. We're throwing this information out there to try to get the guys that have any questions about the Squirrel Integrity Squirrel Series. The rule set and all that, this is where we tried to cover it all. If there's a one-off question or something we didn't answer, you can reach out to Mr. Caleb Wilson on Facebook. Or you can go to the Integrity Squirrel Series Facebook group. Or you can even reach out to us at the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. We like to support the guys that's out here in the woods trying to better all hunting with hound organizations. So if y'all have any questions, just let us know and get in touch with us. We appreciate y'all. Here we go. All right, guys. Welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland. And today we're talking with Mr. Caleb Wilson. Mr. Caleb, how are you? I'm doing well, man. I appreciate you having us on uh to, to talk about talk about this new squirrel series i think it'll be real beneficial to have it in this format where uh people can listen at their own time and and uh learn more about it and and some of the some of the reasons we set all this up yes sir well uh, to get it started off this is called the integrity squirrel series so where would you be able to find the integrity squirrel series if you was interested so <clears throat> right now uh, the Facebook page is uh, on there. It's Integrity Squirrel Series. It is a private page, uh, just because of the scammers and the 
uh, have gotten so bad with Facebook that it's a private page. But if you'll just uh, send an invite, uh, send a request to join, there's about 350 guys in the page now. Um, so anyone who sees that can accept a member. So it's pretty simple to get in. Uh, just go to Integrity Squirrel Series on Facebook, and that's all there'll be. Um, there won't be a website or anything. There's no, um, there's no benefit. There's really no benefit to it for what we're going to be doing. So everything's going to be housed inside that Facebook page. Okay. All right. Question. Do y'all have to answer questions? I don't remember whenever I got on if it was even private, but is there questions you had to answer to get on there? I don't think so. I don't think I set that up that way. I, think I was it's just, I was curious if it was like a, a word that you could put in there, you know, say just answer a question with squirrel, because I have a lot of people that are not really known in the squirrel community, but do squirrel yeah. hunt and are active, but they're like, man, I, I can't get accepted in that group. And I'm like, well, I, I don't really know what to tell you. I've had to help a few people get into some just because they're not known in the circles we're known in. Yeah, I'll let as long as what I look at is uh, I think Mark Morrison was on y'all's podcast one time, and what he said is, hey, if if you've got like two or three similar friends, then it's probably not a scammer, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, but but if there's somebody who don't have mutual friends, and there's just somebody that somebody nobody knows or whatever, they can just just let us know, and they can come in and and we'll get them added in because. Um, the, the more, the better, you know, the more people there, because even if they're not a squirrel hunter or even if they just have some interest, that's the only way to grow the sport is awareness. So yes, um, sir. I'm all about that. Well, there's a lot of people that really enjoy the sport that don't go to competition, you know, but they like to keep up with the winners and, and what everybody's doing. So if you can't get a hold of oh, Mr. Yeah. Caleb or for some reason you're not getting in, shoot us a message at the hunting dog public and we'll try to get you in connection with Mr. Yeah. Caleb. Yeah, they can shoot us if they shoot you. If they don't, like I said, they can uh, they can contact me always, like I said, through Facebook. But if they want to, if we're having any trouble, if they just let y'all know and shoot us a text, we'll put them in there because the more the better for sure. Yes, sir. Now, y'all got started, what, if I guess four, five, three, four months ago? Yeah, uh, after the squirrel season wrapped up last year, the um, I had. I, I had a lot of, I was, I had been, you know, uh, active with like USDC on the board and stuff. And, and, uh, after the season ended last year, I, I, I got a lot of phone calls, people wanting to do something a little different. And it just seemed that I had no desire to start a, a squirrel series. I don't have the time. And, uh, but man, I get so sick of when people just complain and complain and complain and never do nothing about it. So I said, you know what? So after, I got 10, 15 phone calls from guys that were consistently, you know, active in, in squirrel hunting and said, Hey man, can we do something different? Um, and I said, well, you know what? I was like, I'll tell you what, if you guys will help with it, if you guys will help me and, you know, and help me with, with hunts and help me with organizing stuff, then I'll be glad to, to spearhead something to try to, to give guys a chance to still hunt for, for good purses, but also have a, a more, a more focused rule set for squirrel dogs. And we can talk more about that as we go, but yeah, that I just, the, the, the demand seemed to be there, uh, people wanting stuff done, but someone had to take it and kind of organize it and, and make it happen. That makes sense. Yes, sir. And for the people listening in the future, 
this is 2023 season. So, you know, if you're listening to it in 2024, 2025, things might be changed at that moment, whether this is rules or, or how things are done. So. Yeah, absolutely. Because initially, you know, I, I, there's some great rules out there, you know, and squirrel hunting's work on the same premise of rules, but I just felt like there were things that we could do to improve, uh, improve it. So, yeah, so, so I got the phone calls and I said, all right, guys, we'll try to, we'll try to put something together, but also I didn't want to take on, um, a large workload when I already have a lot of other responsibilities. And so, and, and there was no financial benefit for me in any way. So, I just had to make it make sense. So, so what we kind of did is uh, we tried to go ahead and schedule out four to five good hunts for the year uh, where we could have a good group of guys and a good crowd and, and have a good time and have some good fellowship. And then if anyone who has a club wanted to put on a hunt in this series, they're more than welcome to. So it's not, I mean, no one has to call and get my permission. If you like the rule set that we have, and you want to put on a hunt underneath that that rule set anyone is welcome to uh, it's not because there's no um there's no int- there's no registration fees and there's no there's no membership fees or anything like that so there's no cost uh it's it's all going back to the hunters that day so it's so anyone who wants to put on a hunt could so it's really simple it's just a different set of rules to participate under yes sir so i guess to kind of summarize that uh, y'all want to do something a little bit different with rules and such, and they all have their faults, you know, whether it's NSD, USDC, OMCBA, UMC, whatever it is. Something could be tweaked a little better, and there's things that could be worse. You know, it is what it is. But So y'all was just yeah. wanting to try to tweak it a little bit to make it a little more attainable, in my opinion, for squirrel dogs, which I like. Yeah. But, uh, okay. So I was going to ask, are y'all having membership fees? And you, you said no, 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 I don't know. Because if you collect the money, then someone has to handle the workload or people are going to complain about papers and all that. So I don't, like I said, that's not the goal here. The goal was to have, um, I'll just tell you in the, even the NSD club hunts seem to be more fun. A lot of guys were there, had a good time, good fellowship, right? Um, and, and I really see value in that and, and had fun at our local NSD hunt. Uh, the, the problem or the downside for me was that it's hard to give my whole day up on a Saturday and get childcare lined up for my, you know, I have five kids. So taking the day away from the family, uh, and then winning, if you won, you know, you win in sixty, seventy dollars. It, it just, it, I didn't, I didn't need the titles. You, you know what I mean? So if I had a yeah. dog with titles already, if I had a dog that's finished out, they're already in the Hall of Fame or they're already, you know, a Grand Squirrel Champion. It's like, well, man, do I really want to take my whole day away to go win seventy dollars? So, so that's that was the downside on the NSD side. On the USDC part of it, it was if you go to a hunt, it there wasn't. You, if you go to enough of them, you'll see. I mean, there's little, there's groups of guys and little sets around, you know, the room, and not everyone. It wasn't always great fellowship as much as it's, everyone's there to try to win as much money as possible. So it was super competitive, which is great when you're in the woods, and you know, it just wasn't. 
we didn't see that that fellowship there where you felt comfortable maybe even bringing all your kids around and things like that or just making a fun day out of it and so i was trying to find a way to combine the two and like i said i'm still going to hunt in, in both organizations and i have no no ill will towards anybody i just wanted to uh, I, the people were calling me saying hey i want to have it where i can go spend my whole day have fun fellowship and get to hunt and, and just really enjoy my day squirrel hunting and still win some money and so like i said that was kind of where i tried to make this format where it made it where everyone who comes has the opportunity to hunt twice in a day you know yes. so that, that's kind of the way we shape that out and um and then the integrity part of it is, is in more than one way uh it was uh, kind of three points i wrote down number one uh is the hunter's integrity and 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 in our series, if you get caught cheating, you're, we're not, you're done. You know, so if someone's caught cheating, someone's caught knowingly doing something wrong, there's not going to be a slap on the wrist type deal and a slide under the table type deal. You're going to just be done. Just don't come back. You know, so that's, that was the first part of it is if you get caught cheating, if you, it's, it's kind of my thought of it, it's like the iceberg theory. If you see a little bit on top, there's no telling what's going on underneath. And so, so get caught cheating, just going to ban, you know, ban for life, be done with it. Uh, it is what it is. There's other places you can go hunt at, just can't be here. And then the other side of it was like dog and breeding integrity, where I found that we were breeding, or and, and I talked to, you know, Greg's one, Maynard's one of my best buddies, and we talk a lot. You know, he said, Caleb, he said, one reason I quit squirrel hunting was you go to 10 trees and see one squirrel or two squirrels. He said it's dog. He said we would have shot them dogs, coon hunting, but but in squirrel hunting we accepted as a good competition dog. And uh, the more we talked about it, the more we thought about it. It's like man, we were breeding dogs to make them tree more, and and we weren't breeding dogs to try to make them tree more and have squirrels every time. And so, I'm glad anyway, you said I, that. At the, <laughs> I've been yeah. arguing this since we started the podcast. I just, I see so many people that are okay not having squirrels. Like, when I walk to a tree, I plan to see a squirrel, and I'm disappointed if I don't. And I see a lot of people yeah. that are absolutely tickled to death to see a squirrel. And that's that kind of, yeah. I don't want, I hate to say that. I, th I feel like we're starting to breed more for the tree dog. And, you know, I I, I was joking around the other day to get, people looking at the page and this and that but you know you hear so many of you could I, I put it like this you can tell the people that hunt circle tree dogs and you can tell the people that hunt squirrel dogs yeah and no, listen i had i own and have one of the worst of all time you know what i mean like so i get it so like when i was telling people the rules they're like i can't believe the guy who's who who probably led to the trend were like hunting rocky they're like i can't believe that you're the one trying to change the rules and i said well look man I just found a dog that beat the system. You know what I mean? Like I just found the dog that won inside the rules that were there to compete under. Yes. And, and so the rule sets that were there now, it's just like, I'll give you a good example. When the season starts up in September down where you live at, all right, you hunt a squirrel dog. I know your little dog tree squirrels. You, when you go to those hunts in September, October, you're going to see a whole lot of Walker dogs there that you know are just there to make wood, but it's going to be hard to beat them 
because they're leaves. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because the leaves are on, and you're going to have to have guys there. When the leaves are on, it's hard to prove someone's senior squirrel or not, right? Yes. So, I mean, I'm, you might draw with a gas with three honest guys. They're like, hey, there went your squirrel. Or, hey, I just seen the leaves moving. There's obviously a squirrel running up the tree versus uh, guys are going to be like, man, if you can't dead show it to me, I ain't going to see it, you know? And so, and so, and those same dogs won't show up at a hunt once the leaves fall off. But those guys are going to be there winning when the leaves are on, and you're going to have a hard time beating them with a squirrel dog. And to me, it just, man, it's just hard to make sense out of that. Like, how do you give that dog title as a squirrel dog, knowing it can't treat a squirrel, or if it does, it just got lucky? You well, know, so it, me and, didn't jive well. <laughs> a little, uh, it ain't public, but I mean, me and Chris have had this discussion a bunch. And we have, I, which I get, you don't want to go to a hunt and not have a winner. But I told Chris, I said, Chris, I don't think a dog should win if it don't tree a squirrel. You can't tell me that's the best squirrel dog that day and then go to 15 trees in three rounds and not see a squirrel. I understand their no. situations. I said, but at the end of the day, we are squirrel hunting. We should see at least one squirrel. And I understand hey, that situation, but yeah, that's the thing. Like we were in a right before the season ended, they had that little uh, USDC put on that kids, like kids, you know, the, the youth world hunt deal, and uh, which is a great program. And Josh and uh, Audra Perkins put a lot of time into that. Now I don't have the exact numbers, but I think in that two hours, four dogs in a two-hour cast, and I think it was it was twenty-five or twenty-seven trees were made. In that four in that two hour cast with four dogs, and uh, there was only two squirrels tree in in Mount Orb, Ohio, full of squirrels, you know. And and uh, Chloe Rimpro was she was hunting my little dog, and my little dog made three trees and had two squirrels. But there was uh, my point is is that like man, you got all these. It, it just I just didn't understand the point. I didn't like where I seen the breeding going to, I guess is my point. Right. So like, it's just, they're having this big debate right now in, in PKC, they're cha- wanting to change a lot of rules. And what's happened is they bred babbling dogs so bad. And now these dogs are getting, these guys don't want to strike their dog within a minute because they're going to take minuses for the dogs babbling and they're wanting to change the rules for it. And I guess I kind of see uh, in my, this is just my personal opinion is I seen it going that way where we're breeding, breeding, breeding for dogs that'll get treed no matter what. And that's like you said, if you go to a hunt and the weather's terrible, you better have a dog that's going to get treed if you want to win. And that's fine. And I, and I, like I said, I'm, I'm all about that. I'm just not going to plan the integrity hunt in the times of year or in the locations where that's going to be beneficial to a dog. So yes. we're going to, like so, the major hunts that we set up, you're going to have to have a squirrel dog to win. You know, it's going to take squirrels. Yeah. So that's that's all. That's all. And like I said, I have dogs that make a lot of wood, and if I get if I buy entry to a to let's say USCC, I buy entry to the truck hunt in January, and the weather turns bad, I'm not going to take my best squirrel dog. I'm not. I'm going to take a dog that's going to get treed because that's going to give me the best chance to win inside the rules that are set up so you just have to look at it and go okay if i'm going to hunt in this organization i better have me a dog that fits this set of rules 
And so what I was trying to do with integrity was I'm going to make the rules so shifted for squirrel dogs that people won't want to bring those kind of dogs to our hunts, basically. Now, one of the things I do like is you actually put it out for members to vote on the rules. So they really can't yeah. complain about the rules when majority yeah. wins. That's right. I put up the major rule changes, the, 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 the major rule changes that, that, uh, that would affect anything. The, the, the things that separate integrity, I put them up and I tried to invite people in. And I know everyone did not get a chance to vote, but the, the people that did get a chance to vote, I left it open for a month. And the people that did have a chance to vote were people who were actively hunting in competition hunts. So that's the problem sometimes with having your group too big. Like if you went on, like NSD's group has 6,000 plus members in it, but man, there ain't 6,000 people coming to hunts, you I know? Agree. And so, so letting all these people vote that have, that are not, you know what I mean? That are, that are maybe um, letting everybody vote that are never going to attend a hunt. It really don't make a lot of sense to me. So, so um, I tried to make it, invite everybody in early people i knew that that actively competition hunt and then have those guys vote because i feel like then it's not just my opinion of what i want to do in fact what i wanted to do or, or what i thought might be best actually lost out on some of the voting which is fine you know i want yeah. everyone's opinion that's going to be there you know well so there there are some like i think there's there's like eight rules that are different than the other organizations so if you want, I can kind of go through those and, yeah, let's talk and about explain it. those. All right. So the first rule that we voted on was the search area, which was a 45-foot search area for the squirrel. Uh, the reason the guys I talked to, um, and I'll try to, before we hang up, try to start rattle off some names of people whose help I really appreciate. But uh, the 45-foot the search area was uh, if a dog treats a squirrel, most of the time the squirrel's in that tree if it actually treated that squirrel, if it wasn't just treeing, um, you know, cold trailing in there and just treeing. Cause, uh, when you, it seems to me that when we go to beating on trees and trying to find a squirrel, it's usually outside of that 45 foot. It seems like it's the 45 to 60 foot where we're, where that squirrel's coming out of a nest or coming out of a hole that's getting beat on. And, and I think that squirrel, that dog missed that squirrel and it's getting rewarded, you know, for missing it. So, yeah. Okay. So that that was why we pulled it in from from. Uh, I wanted to do thirty. See, there's another one. See, I wanted to do thirty feet, but everybody voted on forty five. So fine. So you know, we we go to forty five. Well, that know, is tough around like around here. We got these grays, and they will move. You know, they'll move out pretty quick. Or our dogs is trained. As soon as they smell it, you need to grab the, a, a tree. You know, close trying to work yeah. it out and it might have went up this tree and moved over you know what i mean oh there's no doubt and all we have is graze where i live at that's all we have yeah. so i i know they're i know how they move out but it's just if you're going to put there's like you said rules are going to be for for good or bad but yeah you just have to, you just have to pick a number and stick with it and there's going to be times where you're going to find your squirrel at 46 foot and it's going to suck oh but there's yeah. also going to be times where Somebody else finds it at forty six foot. It's gonna you're be gonna good. Get rewarded. Yeah, and you're gonna be happy. You're like, oh. so that so that was that number. And then tied into that rule was our ninety foot jealous tree rule. So the way that rule works, because I've had a lot of people call me, is this: let's say dog A trees 
that dog has a 45 foot circle and that anything in that 45 foot is there is there you know scoreable squirrel if a dog b comes in and jealous trees at 50 feet away 60 feet away 70 feet away unless they have a squirrel in their exact tree they're going to get deleted so the goal is, is nothing should tree within 90 feet of your dog um, or it's going to get deleted unless it has a squirrel in its exact tree. So I don't have to, like, it is what it is. Like, I want dogs to come to integrity that are independent dogs, and there is no reason for a dog to be close to another dog, uh, you know, if they're independent dogs. And I've seen too many times at a hunt where my dog will be treed or, or your dog will be treed or another dog's treed on the cast, and we're standing there scoring a tree. And dog B comes trailing in there and just gets over there, looks at you, looks at you and, and grabs a tree. And then that dog gets circled up and stays in the game when what it should have got was a switch up, it's, you know, should have got whipped out of there Yeah. Um, for coming in a jealous tree. And so a lot of guys really like that rule. They, they're, you know, they're the jealous tree rules that people seem to really like that. So if they're inside of the 90 foot, unless it's in the dog's exact tree, they're not rewarded. They're not rewarded. So, it's deleted. They're deleted. So what about dog A is treed? Dog mm-hmm. B comes in to 35 foot and has a squirrel in this tree, and it's the only squirrel found in the search area. If it's that, if it's so, if it's if it's um, dog A's treed, it'd be just like the rest of them. That's dog A's squirrel, unless so. Let's say dog A trees in, right? Dog A trees in, and in. Dog B don't come in for the 30 seconds when the tree closes. That 45 foot is a dead area. You know, that belongs to dog A. If dog B came in 35 feet two minutes later and trees and has a squirrel there, it's still deleted because that search area belongs to the first tree. So, so inside the allotted time, if dog B comes in and 35 feet away and trees in dog A's search area, the only squirrel found in the 45 foot is in dog trees, dog bees tree. Dog yeah, like dog bees tree, dog bees tree in for second. Points. Yes. Yeah, he's getting second. Yeah, he's getting second tree points, okay. and that's just a that's just a tough break. Or a lot of times, like you said with them grays, dog B comes in late. That squirrel's timbering over, and he sees it. My point is, dog B should have never been there. Amen. Dog B should have never been in that area, and that's why. Our, and that goes back to our point system. So our point system for trees is 150 the first tree 50 the second tree and zero to third tree so if you've got a dog that comes in and covers for second you're not there's no point coming to an integrity hunt there's i mean there's no point bringing that dog because it's not going to it's not going to have any luck you know what i mean that's why we made the made it 150 and 50 and zero as we try to it's got to have more than three backs to equal one you know. equal one tree that's right that's right so if you got a backpacking dog that's just coming around the whole time uh you're not going to have any reason to pay an entry fee and come because your dog's just not going to be able to win all right so, so what was so that, the and and that goes back to the whole point of integrity right like like I, and like i said i'll say this like my dog is a thief rocky still trees and still people blind and he could probably win an integrity by taking 150 off a bunch of people's trees but there ain't no integrity, and in that 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 goes against what we're trying to do. We're trying to have honest dogs and honest hunters who aren't there just trying to steal off somebody else's dog. 
So, like, I would never bring him to one of these hunts because there's no honesty in that. You know what I mean? There's not. He's just, and you could say, well, the rules are the rules and he's benefiting from them. But that's that's not what I'm trying to do in this squirrel series. We're trying to have hunts where people bring honest squirrel dogs and they get to compete with honest people. And, you know, and, and that's, that's part of it, right? Yes, sir. I like it. Uh, so what is the time period that I assume is it two minutes for a dog to stay treated like every other one? Yeah, it's 30 seconds. So everyone voted for 30 seconds. The tree's open for first, second, third tree. Uh, and then two minutes, they got to hold the tree. Okay. Um, so obviously it's going to be like every other organization. I'd assume dog gets treed. Uh, are you going to wait? the 30 seconds and let the tree close and start heading that way or is it are you yeah once the tree's closed we just head on we head on in there just try to it'd be the same thing like don't get within 60 feet until the two minutes is up you know unless all dogs are handled uh but yeah so it'd be the same same type of situation there which i had to get all the rules put together and they'll be ready before october 1st it's kind of what I told everybody, but man, you just getting all those rules put together is a job and getting somebody to proofread everything. And, you know, and then the other thing I try to do with our rules, uh, is, is take out any vagueness. So there's a lot of rules in other organizations, but there's no consequence attached to it. So it says, you know, if there's a rule that says no, this, it just don't say there's no consequence. So I tried to make sure all our rules were, you know, whatever the rule was, and then right below it, this is what you do if this happens. You know what I mean? Yes. So there's so there's no wondering what to do. What about dogs getting scolded? All right. So what about dogs getting scolded on a cast? Or if you um, catch somebody talking or, or correcting a dog, how's all that gonna be handled? I think I think um I think I'll probably just kinda keep that the way it is in other places where, you know, no no encouraging or scolding your dog on the cast, but the way I've always had that in my cast is if I got a young dog and everybody knows I'm hunting a young dog, I'll, I'll say, Hey man, do you mind if I correct him? And if they say they're fine with it, like, cause usually here's the thing. If you're correcting your dog on the cast, you're probably not winning the cast anyway. Yeah. So most, so most of the time guys are like, man, I don't care what you do. So I mean, there's been plenty of times on the cast where I got to switch and whip my dog and send it, you know, and corrected it for coming in and covering or whatever. And the cast was fine with it. Cause I wasn't going to win anyway. So usually, if you have a dog that you're having to continue that you're that you need to correct, it probably wasn't ready to come to town yet. But if it is there and you're having a good time and the cast is fine with you correcting it, then fine. But yeah, it would definitely be, you know, all them rules are gonna be in line with what it's been forever in coon hunting and squirrel hunting. You know, no no praising or correcting in the woods. Um the uh the the, the only main rules that were different that I had still where the um like our no hunt rule is five minutes instead of 10 or 15 minutes so if a dog comes in around your feet it it, ha- it can only be there five minutes before it's scratched uh, what about if so, a dog is a dog considered hunting if it's 20 yards over there and as you're walking it's kind of just moseying around through there smelling of a tree here and there is that what, what's the no. cutoff on the non-hunting i put on the way i wrote our rules for that i said five minutes not hunting time 30 seconds to break it and 30 seconds is out of sight not walking along following you around running back and forth that ain't hunting and we all know it's not if you cut the dogs loose when you cut the dogs at the beginning of the hunt and that dog fires out of there and goes hunting 
then if it comes back in later and it's just standing around, it's not going off hunting because we've already seen how it takes off going hunting. If you cut the dog loose at the beginning of the hunt, you know what I mean? I mean, you should the cast should be able to determine what a dog's hunt style is right up front and find out if it's hunting or not. Now, I'm not saying, let's say someone's never been to a competition hunt before and they, they used to pleasure hunting their dog and they walk hunting their dog and that's what they do and you show up and that's how their dog hunts. Then I think the cast has to say, or you know, has to realize that they, that's how that dog's trained to hunt. That's what this guy does. But you're all going to know. Everyone's going to know if this is a guy's first time ever coming to a hunt and a brand new guy. And you know, I think at that point you try to make the person feel welcome and you try to realize that's the dog's hunt style. But I don't think you'll. I think that's kind of what are we going to do if we see aliens? I don't think you're going to see too many of those. Yeah. You know, happen at a hunt. You know. But but yeah, I think you have to look at the initial hunt style of the dog and you judge it off that. Well, if somebody's good coming, judgment comes into play. If somebody's coming for a five hundred or three hundred or one hundred dollar hunt, they're probably packing a pretty nice dog. That's my thoughts. You know, now I've been in hunts where I felt like dogs should be scratched for not hunting, and the judge would kept going, "Well, they're out there hunting around. They're out there hunting around." And I felt like the dog should be scratched because I knew the dog wasn't hunting. It was just knew if it got close to us, it would get in trouble, but it didn't have no heart to get, keep hunting. And so, I mean, and, and I got, a, and I, of course I got aggravated and frustrated that the judge wouldn't scratch the dog for not hunting. So I just think if you look at the dog's initial hunt style and if it's not hunting in that manner, then it's not hunting. That's, that's, that's how I would judge it if I was in the woods. All right. You know? So you told and, me you had what eight major rule changes i think we've talked yeah, about the, five we've talked about the search area the jealous the tree search area, the jealous points tree. the yeah. 30 second rule five yeah. minute nine hunt all right so the other ones is uh continuous barking is two minutes instead of three minutes so like right now and like the least in USDC, it's three minute continuous barking or babbling uh and, and so we're doing we're, i want it to be one minute but uh, it got voted to two minutes. So two minutes continuous barking is the dog has to shut up for 30 seconds to break that. So right. that's going to keep, that's going to keep uh, babbling dogs, you know, from, it's going to make it a little tougher on a babbler, you know. All right. Uh, so so that, that was, my dog's yeah. over here, just say my dog's over here opening and he's not settled in. All right. I've got the two on me. I'm a minute in, another dog starts opening. Is that reset? Or is my two keeping on going, but we can't put the two on the other dog because it's barking? How is that going to work? Well, you should be able to run. There's no reason you can't run time on both dogs. The way I wrote that rule was uh, continuous barking is only stopped by a 30-second break or a dog being treed in. So if your dog's ever opening, and beating and banging on the ground, beating around, and he's a minute into it, a minute 30 into it, and another dog starts, then that dog's time, you know, if we start, I mean, the judge should be able to run time on two dogs. You know what I mean? Um, so, so I mean, they would be able to run time on both dogs, just like, I mean, that's how I would do it now in any other organization too. I'd run time on both dogs. So um, just run time on both dogs. And if a dog don't get treated up in two, then, you know, and the guy can always treat his dog at two minutes, and you know it's got another thirty seconds to you know to figure it out, I guess. Yeah. But but once again, that just lets you know, okay, hey, if my dog babbles a lot and he takes a while to settle in, 
I better work on that a little bit and tighten him up a little bit, you know. Well, I was talking about in two uh, different locations. One's left-handed, one's right-handed. Yeah, um, I think you can run time on two dogs. I don't see why not. And the way I usually do, this is, like I said, I guess this is up to the judge and the cast, but I would say if, if I was the judge, um, I usually don't start my continuous barking until a dog is continuously barking. You know, a dog barking once every 15, 20 seconds, to me, is not continuous barking. You know? Yes. It's just hitting up here, hitting up there. It's trying to figure out exactly what, where it's at. Right. We all know what a dog sounds like when it's trying to get tre- when a dog's treeing. That you know, we know what continuous barking is. So to me, um, that that just once again, every one of these rules can be made to go really bad if you got a bad judge putting the rules in place if or the, you know enforcing the rules during continuous barking on dog A. Dog B gets treed. Does that reset then, dog A's clock, or is he still got yeah, to take? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't run it. You can't uh, you can't run the continuous on a dog's treed. But once again, that would be bad handling on dog b like if i got a dog dog a's over here continuous barking and he's a minute and a half in and dog b starts barking over here right-handed if i'm a decent handler i'm going to shut up let dog see if dog a gets minus or not before i tree in you know what i mean <laughs> i'm not gonna i'm not gonna save him by treeing my dog in. well you know? a lot of times i better not say that i might it might benefit me sometimes anyways <laughs> uh no a lot of times dog a handler if they hear another dog start opening they're gonna go ahead and jump on it and a lot of times it gets yeah. people in trouble because they don't want to walk to their dog second they want to walk to their dog first but their oh, dog yeah. might not settle and then they take a minus and then you can treat your dog in and if you got a squirrel then they got to treat two off of that one scenario oh yeah it's, there's like i said there's always going to be there's never a perfect situation that's why we call say you got to have the brakes and the hunts you know oh, yeah. what i mean i mean it, and that would be a, that would just be a break, you know what I mean? So, and For then sure. like so that's that's one. The other one is uh, so five minute hunt time, two minute finish break, and then oh, ninety minute hunting uh, was the other one. Hey guys, if you're in the market for a new pair of boots, head on over to coonhuntersupply.com. Check out the Razor Chaps. Razor has teamed up with Yoder Nylon to make some of the best chaps on the market. If you want durability with the chrome to go with it, look no further. Whether you need boots and chaps, pouches, or just apparel, Razor is your one-stop shop for it all. Head on over to coonhuntersupply.com or give them a call at 574 328 0856. Thanks. So somebody shows up. They want to come to an integrity hunt and they have a spot. I, I, okay, let's ask this question. How do you get to come to a hunt? Okay, so we're going to post all the, I, the... The idea I had was to have like four or five what we would call major hunts. One a month, you know, November, December, January, February, and then try to have a, a like a world hunt in March was kind of our goal. And so all those hunts will be posted online. The first one, um, let's say we would like to have... There's definitely going to be 27 spots, but maybe 36. The good thing about this is on those major hunts, uh, you can have as many entries as you wanted as long as you have guides to put people in the woods. So I made sure for the the four that I have kind of set in stone right now um, that we had at least 36, 12 spots to put people in the woods at, you know? Um, So so we'll post those hunts like a month before. We'll post the hunts. 
Um, and the reason I don't want to post them out right now in the summer is people don't know what dogs are going to have and, you know, they don't know what's going to happen and, and things change. So, um, and, and, and the beauty of the deal is as long as we have nine people come, we can still have a hunt, you know, so it doesn't have to fill up, but if it is like an overfill, then we would just, we're going to, we will draw and do a wheel and, you know, give everybody a, somebody ain't gonna be able to call and say, I want five spots and just get them because they want them uh, or there's not going to be half the spots assigned before the hunt goes live for sale you know what i mean i really like that and i like the idea of if maybe one day y'all do raise your prices like so the usdc i heard that next year they're probably going to go to a thousand dollars well that kind of prices out the people that can't afford the 500 hundred dollar ones you know what i mean yeah yeah i don't i mean like i said i could be wrong i don't see those hunts still in like that but i mean i could be 100 percent wrong i mean i see hunts all the time where i'm like that's a high entry fee and then it sells out in 10 minutes so i don't know man i just i don't think most of my friends and the guys i hunt with they can't afford to they're not gonna take a thousand dollars and put it towards you know they're not hunting most of my friends are hunting for their self they're not hunting for somebody else paying yes. the bill yeah and so the guys hunting for their self and not hunting for somebody else paying the bill you know it's it's a little harder for them sometimes to take away you like a thousand dollars, you know, from family money to go to a squirrel hunt. So five hundred is probably gonna be the kappa. Now, if someone calls me and says, "Hey, Caleb, I want to put on a a nine dog, two thousand dollar hunt." I mean, if they got, if they want to do it, and they got, you know, what I mean, I don't care. I'm not telling people what to spend their money on. I'm just saying the ones that we're gonna plan, uh, we're gonna have a five hundred dollar, a a two fifty or three hundred dollars something like that, and then like a hundred dollar entry. So like what we would do in like in our twenty seven is have a nine dog, five hundred a nine dog 300 or 200 and a nine dog hundred and that'll be 27 dogs at a hunt but they're really hunting inside their nine dog bracket so if um so let's say like i said nine dog 500 hunts well what happened is those three winners from that morning they go back out that afternoon and they hunt for the purse of you know the 4500 dollars yeah. the other six the other six guys at walls they're all come back to the club after the hunt. And let's say those, if those six guys want to stay and hunt again, they can, uh, and then the 200, let's say the $200 cash goes out. They got three winners and the hundred dollar goes out. They got three winners, right? So nine people advanced in the afternoon to hunt from the original hunt. The other 18 guys can come back and hunt again that afternoon for whatever money they want to agree to hunt for. If three guys want to go out and hunt for $500 and three want to go for a thousand, and three want to go for because it's just a three dog hunt at that point but everyone gets a chance to go back out that afternoon and hunt again you uh, see what i'm saying so so are you gonna let them guys kind of pick and choose who they want to hunt with or y'all gonna do like a random draw that afternoon? if you got six people wanting to hunt for a hundred bucks are we gonna random draw out of a hat or are you gonna yeah, grudge well, hunt or we're going to try to figure that out as we get to the, you know, like, see how it's, you can plan for things, but until it happens, you don't really know how it's going to go. So my, my goal is, and part of the integrity series is, is there's always going to be provided lunch as part of the entry fee. So let's say, so like, if there's a nine dog, $500 hunt, we're going to take $500 or 250 of the 500. We're going to take half of one entry and pay for those nine guys to have, you know, for lunch, food throughout the day drinks like it's going to be the club is going to take that money it's not going to be club money like the first hunt we're having in november um 
Mr. Douglas Parkhurst has been a big help to me. And he called me and he, he really, he really wanted to be involved and really wanted to help. Well, he catered in, uh, we're having a complete full, um, he's bringing a hog and all kinds of, uh, a big smoker and we're going to have a big pig picking and we're going to have all that food. Well, the entries, a half of an entry from the five, the two and the hundred, you know, that we had set up there, that money will pay for all that food. So everyone that comes will be able to come back for lunch, have a free meal. It's not going to cost them any, any extra money, you know, and we're going to have other things set up to do throughout the day, you know, in that midday point of time. And then my goal will be the guys that lost, we just, everyone's there together and like, okay, guys, we're here. Y'all want to hunt again for 500, 200 and a hundred. Y'all want to go hunt for 50 and y'all want to hunt for $50. I mean, even if the guys don't have any more money and they just want to hunt that afternoon and they want to hunt for free, that's fine. We'll send them back out into the woods. So, so, and if three guys want to, and like I said, if three guys like, Hey man, we want to hunt for a thousand, that's fine. Put them three on a cast and go. If there's four guys that want to do it, then yeah, we'll have to draw, but we'll just have to kind of work it as, We'll have to figure it out as we go with that. I, I yeah. love the idea of grudge hunting. I, I, you know, as long as it don't get this out of hand and ugly, I love yeah. a little trash talking and and uh, yeah, your dog. Yeah, don't like if two guys none. came back and one, yeah. yeah, yeah, two guys came back and they wanted to call each other out and go heads up, and one other guy from the eighteen just said, "Hey, I'll judge." Then fine, we'll send them two guys out. So the afternoon is probably going to be more fun. Then maybe the guys that even won in the morning because they're gonna you can kind of hunt who you could you know call somebody out and hunt against who you want to hunt against as long as we have people that aren't hunting to judge and you know so we got to make it work but but I think we'll just have to see how it goes and I think if everyone's uh, got a good head on their shoulders and everyone's a good sport that we'll have a fun time and everyone will leave that hunt in November and say they had a great time and that's that's the goal. Now there are morning hunts and afternoon hunts, correct? They're not midday. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because midday we're going to be having lunch. I'm going to plan, like I said, at least for the major hunts that we're having, I'll make sure that we have some type of big deal. You know, if we got to bring in a big grill and cook steaks or whatever, we're going to have a good, we're going to have a good midday meal. Try to bring in some cornhole boards and play some cards and whatever. Like the guy, the idea was is instead of having five people sitting around the room in little groups that don't talk to each other, the idea is to have you know 27 hunters socializing and having a good time. That's awesome. So if you do lose, if you get a spot and you come and you do, or whoever loses out yeah. the first round, you don't have to go home. You stay in fellowship. You can go back out that afternoon for just bragging rights or for grudge money or whatever you want to put up. Yeah. Correct? That's right. You guys, the guys are hunting. You're going to decide how they want to do it. And I'm fine with that. We are just as the guy, as the club putting on the hunt, we're going to make sure we got enough spots to put those guys back in the woods that afternoon, you know, for where they, you know, we're going to make sure you have a place to hunt that afternoon. That's awesome. Because a lot of times I'm thinking, man, I'd like to go, but I'm, do I want to drive four and a half hours and then only guaranteed 90 minutes? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that that's why I'm doing it like that because I'm the same way. If I line up childcare and I get everything set up for the day, and I take that that one Saturday a month where I can get away from my family and go try to have fun with my friends and go hunting. Man, I don't want to hunt. And then let's say my dog gets out of pocket and I got to withdraw 15 minutes into the hunt. And I just took my whole Saturday and, and $200 in gas and I didn't even get to have fun. So at least in this way, I get two chances to have a good time that day. Yeah, I like it. I really like it. Um, so, and, that, and that's kind of why we set that up. And, uh, and so like I said, so anybody – 
And then even if even if you're not in the hunt, I told people like if you're not in the hunt, you're still welcome to come. Like we'll make sure there's enough food for everybody at a hunt. So if you just want to come out and just spend the day around other squirrel hunters, you're more than welcome to come. If uh, like I said, I don't. I mean, if we've got if we bought 30 steaks to cook on a grill and 50 people show up, we'll just go buy some more. You know, it's not. I don't mind putting into having a good time with guys, you know? So yes, it's, it's like that we're not, we're not going to, uh, we, we're going to make it work. And then like at this first hunt in November, we're giving away, um, I, I said a Ruger 1022, but a shotgun, we're going to give away a nice gun to the highest scoring dog of the day. So even if you don't win the hunt, let's say you go out in the second round, you lost out in the first round and your dog trees, six squirrels, you still win the the gun and overall high scoring dog of the day, even if you didn't win the hunt, you know, so we're trying to make sure we have some prizes for the highest scoring dog. Um, we try to, you know, we're going to try to do some things to reward people so everyone has multiple chances to win something. Uh, and so even if you just went out and grudge hunted for free with another guy, if your dog scored high enough, you could win. So there's going to be a, there's going to be an incentive to stay and hunt again. I guess is what I'm saying because we really like people to stay and hunt two rounds if they can. Because that's and then the other thing is you can hunt a different dog in the afternoon too, Cody. So if you lose out. Let's say you bring dog your your you say you bring your dog and you lose in the morning. If you got another dog you want to hunt in the afternoon, you can hunt that dog. You don't have to hunt the same dog. What what if you win the first round? If you win, you got yeah. If you win, you got to hunt the same dog. <laughs> but if you, yeah, but if you lose, if you lose, you 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 can break out another dog. Out your, you know what I mean? So that gives yeah. you a chance. Like you bring two dogs, it gives two dogs in your kennel a chance to get hunt experience in one day. Is what I'm saying. That's awesome. What about uh? So, one thing that I have noticed is y'all have spots allotted for the hunt director and guides, which I really like because if you don't have, I mean, most people's not putting them on just to put them on. They want to, yeah, to hunt. And that's just that's just learning from others' mistakes. Like, uh, nothing like I said, nothing against like USDC or anything, but when they posted some hunts this year, they sold out so fast that a lot of the hunt directors and a lot of the local guides didn't even get a spot to guide. So, so I was like, Oh man, we don't want to do that. Um, so I just, just because like I said, that's a bad, it's a bad day for everybody to go try to participate and put on a hunt and not even get to hunt your dog. Um, so what I did is said, if we have a, like the, we're going to have a hunt in Kentucky in January. So if we have that hunt up there, I said, okay, if there's 27, we're going to put 27 dogs in the woods the nine local people or nine guides are going to be guaranteed a spot, you know, one per cast. So that way we know the local guides are at least going to put people in the woods where they're, where they can. And not only that is if we're going to move the hunts around, you know, one per state in that, you know, in that, in that five hunts of the year, then let's make sure guys in that area get a chance to hunt, you know, in their, in their local hunt. I don't want them to have to drive five, six hours to get to hunt away from home and not get a chance to hunt at home, if that makes sense. Yes. Okay. So what about, you said that y'all are a allotting, so if somebody wants to be a hunt director or host a hunt or whatever y'all want to call it in this organization, if somebody wants to do that, and I, I've seen where, you know, since it's a morning and an afternoon thing and, and y'all are trying to really promote sportsmanship and a good time, Obviously, food's going to be catered in or grilled or something. You're you are allotting some money out of the hunt for the guys to buy food and ven- rent venues and such, correct? 
Yes. Yeah, the hunt money is going to pay for, um, like on the on the on the major hunts we have, it shouldn't be a big deal because we have a nine dog at five hundred and we take two fifty from that, and then we have a nine dog at three hundred and we take one hundred and fifty. You know, now we're at four hundred, and then we got a hundred dollars to take fifty out of, so we got four fifty to work with. Um, it's only five hundred for the year, so if I like so, so if if personally like so we got to invest a little money into it, no big deal, but five hundred dollars should cover. Oh, a yeah. good decent amount of food and drinks and you know we should be able to have a good day with that amount of food and look i know there's going to be clubs that say what about the club money um this first year the guys that asked to help there they weren't really worried about that so the thing is is like i understand that it may next year if it works well when we get good participation and there's a and there's a desire to keep doing it then yeah we may have to adjust the fees a little bit to help pay for um if a club's going to charge us money or whatever but um right now like i said there's no i'm just trying to give people another option that like i said when when you keep when you get a phone call and people every day and somebody and people are saying let's do something different i was just trying to give people that option now if people don't support it then there'll be no purpose in doing it but i think i think if anyone there's still some spots available i think there's two spots on the um nine on the five on the five hundred dollar in november and then there was uh, on the hundred dollar entry, it filled up. But I had three guys who said they wanted to do it. So if six more people want to do it, then we can have another nine dog hundred dollar entry as well at that same hunt. So there's there's opportunities to come in November, and that'll kind of be the the judge of it. You know, if everyone comes there and has a great time, then then December and January and February and March should continue to have fun and should be a good experience for everybody. So it's just going to depend on what the hunters want to do. And if, and if the hunters don't, you know, if they don't want to do it, then it's, it's not going to hurt my feelings any. I mean, like I said, if, if nine dogs show up, we can have a good hunt and have a good time. Yes. All right. So I think that's all for the day questions. I had a few more questions about rules and such. Yeah. All right. Well, while we're talking about the whole hunt aspect, I read that you're going to keep up with, are y'all going to do like cast one or y'all going to do money one? You said uh, for money the world. one. Yeah, we're going to do money one. Um, we're going to do money one for the year uh, and, and just keep up with uh, dog earnings and handler earnings. And then I haven't decided the amounts yet for uh, like titles because people seem to really, like I asked and they voted for that. They said they wanted to have a point system. They wanted to have a money tracking system. So that's what the hunters voted for. So I haven't, what I figured I would do is in at November at that first big major, when everyone's there, that's, that's attended that, you know, kind of put their money where their mouth is and showed up, ask those guys how they want to really set that up. So that's not in stone yet, but uh, talk to those guys, but the world hunt deal would not be a qualifier hunt. I would just, um, we would probably just open that up as an open hunt because we can't do one day on that. See, all of our hunts are one day hunts. But of course, on a world hunt or a spoiler hunt we were trying to plan, those will have to be, you know, full elimination. So they'll take two days to get, you know, to get that many casts through the woods. But um, I would probably just do it open and invite people because that would get without any. Um, I just think that would get a good crowd and we'd have a good turnout and have a good time. Yeah. I like how PKC does it on the whole um, aspect of cast one and money one i I, I don't know why i like it like that but i do you know yeah 
What about, so the only thing that I could see possibly, I guess I wouldn't, I wouldn't say hurting, but if you got dog that didn't win that morning and then another dog that didn't win that morning, they want to go out and they want to hunt for a thousand. I mean, (laughs) you know, if they do that a couple of times, they finna jump up there, even though they're not winning the actual hunt. Yeah. Heads Um, up. I talked to yeah, I talked to a couple of guys about that, and I really don't see a way to. I don't see a way to, because it's a whole new hunt in the afternoon. You know what I mean? It's a whole new hunt. Yeah. Uh, so there's, it's, yeah, you could see some dogs jumping up there quick, but really it's all vanity at that point. I mean, what's, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we're there to have a couple good hunts a year and have fun, and if you're the leading all-time winning dog at integrity squirrel series you really i mean what i guess i'm saying this is all vanity at that point like what did you really achieve you just you 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 won the most money at four or five hunts a year it's not like it's it's not like at, like you were nsd and you made the hall of fame and you won 30 casts i mean that's actually doing something worth it happened in uscc too as soon as he's i mean you got a dog like woody who won more hunts than any dog or, you know, or Hummer, they're just dominating. They're winning all these hunts, and their lifetime earnings, you know, is forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000. And if hunts hunt entries were what they are now, they would be at 250000 You know what I mean? Oh, so I agree. It's, it's like, it just, it, it's, and then anyone who looks at it that's, that's rational or has a brain looks at it and goes, okay, this dog won this many casts, this dog won this many casts. Like a dog wins the truck hunt and gets $30,000 lifetime earnings, and it's the first time it's ever won in its life, and then someone looks at it and goes, oh, wow, that's one of the top dogs of all time. No, it won one damn hunt. You know, you get what I'm saying? So it's I'm all it all it's all vanity, and I, don't, I mean, like I said, so I don't, I don't really, well, right I don't now, I'm doing this for fellowship integ- and fun. Yeah, right now the integrity is starting, but who knows yeah. in five years, I mean, it might be the hottest thing going. Yeah, if, if the hunters take it there, like I said, it'll require... I can, I mean, like I said, with no financial benefit, you know, there's only so much time a man's going to put into it. But if the hunters take, if it's all, it's, it's, it's truly owned, operated, and, and ran by the hunters. If the hunters take initiative and they want to grow it and they got ideas and they want to make something happen, I'll do all I can to support it, you know, from my side. Um, I just wanted to organize a format that worked for people, you know. Yeah. And, 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 I, and I wanted to get more, like, you know, not hiding anything i wanted to get more focused on squirrel dogs and less focused on tree dogs but just get wooded to win hunts and i wanted to get rid of backpacking um because you know i just i wanted to have a series where independent dogs at tree squirrels have the best chance to win a hunt i get it i mean you're not getting paychecks for how many cash you get how many cash you throw in fishing tournaments that's right or how many bites you get if you don't if you don't land a fish at some point are you fishing that's right that's right and i don't want to go to a bunch of empty trees and walk five and then and i don't want to walk every hundred yards to a dog and waste my time pretending for five minutes like there's a squirrel there when everybody knows there ain't you know i get it what about um dogs that are out of pocket are you gonna have like, can you call timeout for that if, or, or if dogs are handled or anything like that? I think you have to kind of stick. I mean, I think, I think, you know, 
the organizations that have been around forever, like even UKC, PKC, I think you just have to kind of go with what works. I mean, I would like to say, hey, let's call time out. Let me go get my dog and get it back in the hunt. And that would be a selfish, that would be selfish. I think if the dog's not in danger, it's just bad luck, you know? Well, if the dog's in danger, if you know the dog, we all got tracking systems. Yeah. If the dog's on private land, it's the middle of deer season and it got off the, it got off the game land on private land. You need to call time out and go get that dog. So it don't get shot. If the dog's up near a highway, you need to call time out and go get that dog. If the dogs, if you're in the middle of 10,000 acres of hunting land and the dog got a thousand yards away and you, you just can't hear it and your system lost communication, but you know, the dog's in a direction where it can't be in any danger. You can't, you can't make the cats. You can't ask the, if the cast wants to call time out and fine, but you can't kind of, you can't make them do it. You know? Yeah. Well, I was talking to Jimmy about that and he told me that if all dogs are handled in that situation where you can call a timeout, lost dog was actually intended for a dog out of hearing. You know, yeah. he said, because he, he, he wanted it. I guess it wasn't worded right. He said he might go back and reword it, but. It was actually for dogs out of hearing if all dogs were handled. You know what I mean? That You just can't yeah, call time all, out. Yeah, I think if two dogs are handled and dogs out of hearing, good sportsmanship will be let that man go get his dog. Um, uh, I think so. And Jimmy is the best. I mean, I admire the work he's done. And like I said, that's why I was even apprehensive about starting a new series because Jimmy's always been good to me. And I, I didn't want him to think I was trying to take anything away from NSB because I'm not in any way. And his rules are well written out. He's he's on top of his stuff, and he does a good a great job. And I I just I just wanted to, um, but but the tree dogs do excel more in in NSD, you know, with the way the rule set is. Yes. And so, you know, and so I just I I just wanted to have something that was more focused on 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 you know give a squirrel dog a better shot. I guess you know. And that's what I said. There's not. There's no perfect place to go, and there's no perfect there's no perfect system or setup, and that's why I don't want to have 20 hunts or 30 hunts. I just want to have four or five hunts a year, selfishly. So once a month, when I get to go to a hunt, I guess I looked at it and said, if I'm going to go take a a, a a weekend away from my family and I'm going to go hunt somewhere, I want to I want to know that I'm going to have a good time and that I'm going to be around like-minded hunters with like-minded dogs, and I'm going to have fun. And so, and then I said, and so I said, Hey, let's set it up. Let's make it work. You know, got a good question for you. So, all right. Is it going to be on the scoring basis like NSD or like USDC where if you've got two squirrels and you take a minus and the other dogs only got one and it has zero minuses, the dog with the two squirrels still wins. No, it's going to be like, I've, I've, we voted on that as well. And I talked to a lot of guys and, uh, the hunters that voted with like the NSD format better, the dog that stays clean and doesn't make mistakes is the dog that's going to win. Okay. Well, so, I like see so, both once again, sides. I, I, I see both sides of it and I've been beat. I've left, you leave a cast and you go, if this was NSD, I would have won. Or you leave a cast, you go, man, if this was in USDC, my dog would have won. And so it's like you benefit, you can, you know, it's, there's no perfect answer there, but it, I, like I said, you just leave it up to the guys who hunt and they vote and they say, Hey, I like this one better. So that's what we do. Yeah. You know, cause so, I mean, I, I personally like the, um, I like the USDC deal with a squirrel dog because squirrel timbers out, dog runs off, you know, whatever, like uh, the dog that trees most squirrels wins. 
and they made that rule to when that rule was put in place it was for the same reason it was to combat the hounds winning everything i mean that's why they did it i was i was you know i mean i was there i mean that's why they did it it was to give squirrel dogs more of a chance than hounds but and, and I, but when people voted they said they like it the clean dog wins so that's what we will go with and if you know and that's I think if you're going to make something for the hunters by the hunters, you got to let the hunters make the choices. I like it. I guess one of my last questions is off game. What happens on off game? Uh, like a coon or a possum. Well, we can talk about running game. We can talk about is it a warning first time? Is it a minus the first time? Yeah, like so tree game. It like so uh, basically copying NSD on that. I mean, uh, tree game is is uh deleted you know what i mean and and domestic is is uh you know if they're if they're domestic chasing domestic animal it's a it's a scratch you know what i mean but a domestic animal is not a is not a wild cat in the middle of ten thousand acres you know what i mean yeah. mm-hmm. um a domestic animal is it's chasing a cow across the cow pasture biting at its ankles you know that's a scratch um so i just copied nsd on that i mean just uh what about There's deer? Only, I mean, you is can... it a warning or a minus? Um, I have to. I think it's a minus. I think it's a minus. The first offense. It should be. Yeah, I think it's a minus first offense. It should be. We're out there hunting squirrel dogs, not deer dogs. I so I think I'll put minus on there for sure. And... You know, and and that's the other thing is if if you see a dog, and that's the other thing I think is stupid. Uh, you know if a dog's running a deer. If it's running out of hearing, barking every breath, and, you, and the dog's running out of hearing, I've seen them put, and that's one reason we did two minutes continuous barking and not three, because in three minutes that deer can have that dog a mile away out of hearing. <laughs> so, so I got, I would be like, man, that dog's running a deer, and they're like, well, we don't see the deer. I'm like, well, yeah, but we all know it's running a deer. So, and then it would be out of hearing before the three minutes was up. So, yeah, so if they're running a the deer, start your continuous barking right away, and when it runs, you know what I mean, and minus the dog, but. If yep. you see the deer, of course, you know, but that's, yeah, I think, I, I don't think, man, I really don't think, and this is the last thing I'll tell you about it uh, with integrity, and, and people may like this and they may not like this, but I will tell you that most people that have called me and uh, a lot of people have, have counseled me on this deal, uh, guys that want to be a part of it, and if we have, if we have a dog show up at our hunts that are dogs, like I'll use my dog, like if we have dogs show up like Rocky, that are just stealing trees and 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 are just dogs that, should, that don't have integrity. You know what I mean? Yeah. That aren't honest dogs. Then we're going to ask that dog not to come back. Okay. And same thing with handlers. If we have handlers show up that are problems, they're combative with everybody. They're they're cussing everybody out. They're miserable to be around. And it's not just one cast. It's multiple casts. You know, it's multiple offenses that people just and this guy's horrible to hunt with. And we don't want them. I don't want them there. Because I, I mean, there's not, there's other places that 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 souls can go hunt at. So if they want to be, so that's the other part of the integrity deal, and that was in our rules, uh, which you'll see there, is that if 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 you're consistently bringing problems, just don't come. I mean, it's yeah. just it, it is what it is. I mean, if you consistently call, like you, look, you know if your dog's junk, you know if it's. I mean, like I said, I got one. You know if you got a dog that's just there to wreck it. I mean, hell. It is what it is. The rules made my, made the dog win, right? Yeah. If you got a dog that you know is a cast wrecker, and look, just don't come because we're just going to ask you not to come back. And then somebody will get their feelings hurt and go online. But 
you know, if you got a dog like like Rocky or hell like Grumpy, uh, uh, you know, some of these dogs that everybody knows just goes in and just covers and steals and covers and steals and stuff. I'm just gonna tell you, like, if I'm the hunt director, I'm gonna tell you, you ain't hunting because that's not what we're here for. We're here to have quality. Good. Now, I'm not saying dogs don't have their days. I'm not saying dogs ain't gonna cover. That's fine. That's why we have 50 in there. But I'm saying if we got a known dog, a known felon that put pictures up at the post office, just don't bring it. Just don't bring it. <laughs> I like them. it. I like it. And then the same thing with handlers. If you got somebody, if somebody's there, you're a known cheater, or we catch you cheating, you're running the shot collar on your dog and stuff, it just, it is what it is. You may change, but you just can't come back, you know? I heard that. So. Last question is the world hunt. Are y'all, have y'all got that wrote down yet, or? Uh, yeah, well, Clay Stevens, uh, Clay said he would be will, would be happy to help us host that, um, which, of course, that being Mount Orb, which would be great hunting and a great spot. Um, me and Clay got to kind of, I'll be honest with you, it kind of depends on participation in the first couple hunts. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to, uh, and I think we'll have great participation. Like, so we've already got 27 guys committed to coming as long as you're having great great participation then then you know we'll, we'll definitely have that see and that's the thing without taking fees and stuff um i'll have to pay you know there'll be some financial commitment from for me and other guys that said they're willing to help out uh with that and so you know everyone's willing there's a lot of guys willing to put into this if they can get out of like hunters understand that we can't just all complain about stuff if we want to build something the way we want it then we're going to have to put our money where our mouth is sometimes. So that world hunt would be um, assuming there was no other conflicts. And like I said, Clay said he was more than happy to help us out, that we would probably have that world hunt up in Mount Orb. Um, and then uh, it would be open as was the way I'm looking at it now, because I think if we had it open, we could get, you know, 50, 60, 70 dogs to show up. I think, I think it would work, you know, and then that would really give a lot of guys, an opportunity to hunt under our rules and see how they like it. What about the entry fee for the world? Do we know? Uh, for the world hunt, uh, probably just do like a, probably just do like a hundred dollars. So, because you want to have, you want to. I mean, there's not going to be no big. Look, you're going to get your biggest purses hunting at USDC. Integrity's not trying to compete with that. You're going to definitely win more money hunting at USDC. So that's they're the best at hunting for money. So, but the world hunt would still pay out. In you know a significant amount of money for sure you know it would still pay out you know in the thousands of dollars so and, yep. and i would probably and, and here's the thing if if we have a really great hunts in november and december and january then i'll reach out and get some sponsorship money together and we'll make sure we have getting money is not the hard part you know what i mean getting hunters to show up and be good quality guys is is, is like so getting money is not going to be a problem like that so i can there's resources there to, to get to have a big purse so if we have really good hunts in november december january february then you can count on the world hunt being worth people coming to i guess is what i'm saying okay well i know you need to go so if people want to be a hunt director reach out about the hunt how would they go about yeah. doing that? just just most guys have my phone number uh you can post it if you want to um but uh, or they can reach out to me on Facebook, but anyone, like I said, right. And Oh, so what we had, here's what we had on the schedule tentatively. And yeah, my, my mother's in the hospital. So I gotta, I gotta go up there, but, um, November in South Carolina. And like I said, there's still some spots available there. Um, 
if you guys, anybody wants to get on a hundred dollars, if we had six more guys, then we can have another nine dog, hundred dollar deal. Um, and even if we don't get, uh, if we don't get it, we'll figure something out. I want everybody who wants to come to be able to come. And, um, we, in December, we were wanting to have a four wheeler hunt in Arkansas down at Tyler Asbury's and Tyler's been very helpful. And, uh, he's a great friend of mine. I've leaned heavy on him and Tracy and they, of course, they've done nothing but try to help me out. And so, uh, definitely appreciate them. Um, but Tyler was going to try to put one together in December. He's had some things, opportunities that his work come up that may impact that a little bit. So we're still ironing that out. Um, January, uh, up in Owenton, Kentucky, John Perkins offered to put us on a hunt. And then in February, Tommy, uh, Tommy Carroll down at their place in Tennessee was our goal. And then in March, we were talking about being in Ohio. So that was kind of our five major hunts for the year. But if anyone wants to use these rules and have a hunt with their local club, a nine dog hunt, it's basically take one entry or, you know, if it's a hundred dollars, you've got to take one entry. If it's two or three or 500 or whatever, take half an entry, provide food. I mean, don't, don't buy peanut butter and jellies. I mean, somebody bring a grill and have some steaks, you know, or the burgers have, have a good time. You know what I mean? Like yeah. provide a good meal, provide a good meal, provide, provide, you know, things, activities, things to do, you know, have a good place where you can have it at and then have your afternoon hunt and, you know, have a good time. So any, and there's no, like I said, there's no money going nowhere. There's no checking account nowhere. It's, you know, it's just for the hunters and everything's going back to the hunters. So just that's, that's kind of the setup. So anyone who wants to have a hunt under these rules, the rules will be posted on October 1st and host your hunt and have fun and, you know, and see how you like it. Like I said, the rules are not that much different. There's just a couple rules that are different. And basically if you've got an independent squirrel dog that trees squirrels, you can, you can, you'll have, you'll really like the rules. If you got a slick tree and idiot that wins hunts when the leaves are on, you're probably not going to like it too much. You're going to complain about it. So, <laughs> you know, just, just that, like I said, just, I want to be very clear. Integrity squirrel series is about dogs with the, you know, it was about squirrel dogs, real squirrel dogs that treat real squirrels having a place to hunt for money and, and having a, and knowing that, no matter who you are or how many entries you buy or anything else, the rules are going to, you're going to be treated. The, no, I'm not, like I said, it, it is what it is. There's not going to be a different set of rules for different people. It, the rules are what the rules are. You get caught cheating, you're banned for life and it's, it's over with. It is what it is. And it's going to be fair for everybody around. I like it. What about percent payout right quick? Oh, uh, I was, I kind of broke it down. Like, um, so like there's it says like on the nine dog five hundred. So nine dog five hundred, right? Take two fifty out. So you have forty two fifty to pay out, right? So what I did was like um twenty two fifty to first place, um twelve fifty to second place and seven fifty to third place. So third place you're gonna get your entry back plus a little money. So kind of like that. Like this, you know, you can look at it and go, you want to do like six, uh, like you want to break it down 60, 30, 10 uh, is kind of the the breakdown uh, of the money. So like 60, 30, 10. But, but as long as the 10 gets the third place or entry money back. So if not, you got to, you know, take a little bit away from first and second. And I'll put those breakdowns out 
before the hunt so there's no confusion you know and if like i said so if you have a hunt if you want to put on a hundred dollar nine dog hunt take a hundred dollars out to feed everybody with you got eight hundred dollars to pay out get first place 500 second place 200 and third place a hundred dollars back i like it is there anybody you want so, to shout out before you get off the phone because i know like i said yeah. i'm not trying to hold you i know your mom is in the hospital yeah, and I'm, I apologize. I thought I had everything planned out, but then my dad called in the middle of the podcast. We so could, man. Up there. But, but uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, Tyler Asbury and, and Tracy Rash, those two guys are two of my best friends. They've helped me with uh, encouraging and help and whatever I was asked, they handled. But there's a lot of other guys. I don't want to leave any names out. But, you know, there's um, – but uh, you know, I talked to Tony Walters for some input because I know he calls it down the line. Uh, I talked to John Perkins and uh, – I talked to Zach uh, Everhart some and Travis Klein some. I talked to um, Brian Perry called me and we talked some. I tried to reach out to people and look, I mean, and there's some of those guys that hadn't bought spots for the hunts that actually helped me, but they had other commitments or whatever, or maybe they weren't allowed, you know, they weren't allowed to or whatever didn't didn't work out for them to come. But I tried to call people who I knew uh, maybe not got along with everybody else, but they weren't afraid to say what something was. You know, so I tried to reach out to guys when we were – Tom Smith helped me out uh, a good bit on the on the rules too. So I tried to call people and talk to people who I knew weren't going to sugarcoat nothing and just regardless kind of call it down the line and uh, try to talk to those guys when we were setting these rules up to say, hey, well, what do you think? Because I knew they would just tell me how it is, you know. And so yeah. uh, trying, to, trying to lean on people. And then, like I said, more than anything – uh, Mr. Douglas Parkhurst, and we didn't even know each other that well, but he's went way out of his way to, I mean, he sold half the entries, I think, for the first time. He kept calling me and adding people in, and well, uh, and, and he is a, he's a really good man with a great story and a, a great testimony. If you, know, if you ever get a chance to talk with him, he'd probably be a great guy for your podcast. I don't want to tell all his stories, but he's sure got them. Well, I need to uh, get with you after on another day and get his telephone number because I'd like to reach out to him. Yeah, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you one thing about him I'll get off here, about integrity. He sent me a letter he sent to President Reagan where he boxed up all his all his war medals and sent them to him and told him he didn't want to have these medals representing a country that was killing babies and supporting abortion. And he gave all those medals back. And they ended up sending them back to him, told him they couldn't take them. But my point is, is that that's the, that's the definition of a man who's going to put his put his money where his mouth is and do what he says. That's awesome. Um, that is awesome. And you won't, he might not have wanted me to tell that. He'd probably tell the whole story. But I just wanted to say that uh, integrity don't go – I mean, that's that's the limit of it right there, I'd say. I mean, he's a good man. So, and he, he's a good he's a good dog man, too. And, and it, like I said, his story probably should be told. But he's definitely helped me out a lot, and, and I really appreciate what he's done to help us out. Yes, sir. Well, uh, we appreciate him. We appreciate everybody that's uh, helped you get this going and and man if you ain't got nothing else i'm gonna let you go i I appreciate you giving me the time oh yeah thank you for helping us get this out here because i think it'll answer a lot of questions and like i said anyone who wants to come let us know and even if a hunt's filled up if enough guys want to come we'll put you in the woods somewhere that's awesome that's awesome i really appreciate you mr caleb and i will be in touch with you all right talk to you soon thank you buddy thank you buddy all right